heel turn. You're in bed today for the podcast. Yeah. I want to get into watching professional wrestling. Did I tell you this? Oh, Jesus Christ. Is this what your (laughs) church group is recommending? What's going on here? (laughs) None of your business what they're recommending. (laughs) Their recommendation is quite simple. WWJD. (laughs) Um, Laugh all you want. See you at the gates. (laughs) Uh, Why do you want to get into uh, wrestling? It just seems cool. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what about it at all seems cool? Like, you're not I'm, a child. I'm not a child. Yes, that is true. I, I, I just feel like the... Um, you like a spectacle. Yes, I love the spectacle, and I, I love the idea of being sort of very explicitly... entertained like there's too much stuff these days where it's like if you don't like this entertainment well it's your fault and they shouldn't have to try to you know pull out all the stops for you you know like what well like a play that you don't get or i was watching (laughs) how many plays that you don't get are you being uh, are being like foist upon you Well, none lately, but... (laughs) But just imagine, I could live in a world in which people are shoving hard-to-get plays down my throat. Well, here's here's something, William. I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, you got, uh, I was watching, we watched, like, the first hour or so of this movie, Drive My Car. Have you heard of this? Have you seen this? Um, no. It's it's major Oscar buzz. It has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it is dull as a doornail. Um, it is the kind of thing where I'm certain that the the director and everyone who likes it, I mean, I'm sure lots of people like it who I, you know, my, my mom likes it. I don't, you know, mean to besmirch her. Lots of people do like it, but I just feel like. Oh, it's based on a Haruki Murakami book. Uh, He's a very popular novelist. Okay, well. Maybe it's a better book than a movie. Three hours long, good lord. Yeah, I know, and it feels three hours right. long. Again, an, I didn't an watch aging more than widowed hour. actor seeks a chauffeur. The actor it's... turns to his go-to mechanic who, mechanic, who ends up recommending a twenty-year-old girl. Despite their initial misgivings, a very special relationship develops between the two. Yeah, that could be a pass for me, but I don't <laughs> know that the solution to to. Um, <laughs> having to choosing to watch drive my car a three-hour film based on a novel you haven't read um is wwe <laughs> i like to overcorrect. <laughs> i i don't know I, I i just appreciate the effort and with the rest have you like... watched it though um not recently of course not yeah <laughs> but do you remember i mean do you remember the gist of it yeah, like I mean, it, yeah, it's it's uh, it's you know they're they're um, you know it's it's scripted, uh, but but um, action packed entertainment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that right? I mean, yeah, basically. Did you you did you watch it as a kid? I got into it, yeah, briefly in elementary school. I told you I went to the. My dad took me to uh, a match. 
where I right. got to see it's, Hulk it's Hogan and Stingley. Yeah, that's also the first time I saw a truly terrifyingly drunk person. Um, <laughs> we could be that terrifyingly drunk person, William. Yeah, but I mean, why? Scaring the children. <laughs> So much of entertainment, like I know we've talked about this re Charlene's before game. So many of the things, the things that you're like organizing your night around, yeah, are so much less interesting than just sitting around and talking in a bar. Yeah, yeah. So that's sort of where I'm going in terms of my cultural consumption. It's like, hey, do you want to go to a movie or a game or a this or a that? And it's like, why don't we just hang out? Right. If things, right. if if we need a distraction, we can throw on your HGTV at some point. Uh, turn the brains off. But um, yeah, I mean, like, why isn't it? Why isn't HGTV a good antidote to? Um, this? It is. It is. I, I. I. just. You know. I'm diversifying. You're diversifying, but you're not like someone who enjoys fighting. N- no, but this. Right. But I. But I love act. Here's here's something after watching that movie. Another thing. Action is important to me. I've realized really? there's something. I happening. have never known you to like action movies. No, I don't like action movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, any no. any previous chance I've had, I've avoided action no, 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 per no, se. That's fair critique. Although I did like watching The Rock when we watched it a little while ago, and I did like watching Speed when we watched it a little while ago. Yeah. So, I think in some instances, but I know it's true, I don't like, you know, like... So, you like Michael Bay 90s films? Um, yeah, I would say both of those movies are... are. I don't think Speed is him, is he? No, is no, Speed isn't him. But yeah, but and, and The Rock is like really vintage Michael Bay. If, if you like The Rock, you may not like every Michael Bay. I would at least hope because I am in that category, but, but yeah. Who was Speed? Oh, directed by Jan DeBont. Yeah, I don't know him. Same. Great film though. Oh, he also did Twister. Oh, which is pretty good. I mean, not, not great. Not like Speed. So it's okay. I would say it's okay. Yeah. Um, It does have one of the, the Pullman's. Great Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. I was going to say, probably the greatest Bill Pullman movie ever made. (laughs) Which is why people tune in to Nets Podcast to hear more (laughs) Bill Pullman content. And whether or not Simon McCormick actually enjoys WWE or if it's just another bizarre fantasy that, like, (laughs) you're going to get in touch with, with, uh, you know, your your true and primal desires by... um, Opening your heart to Jesus and your mind to some schlock uh, entertainment that appeals mostly to children. I'm the common man. <laughs> uh, all right, Simon, do you want to welcome people back? Folks, you better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William Blue Earth, my co-host, Simon uh, McCormack. Nets Nation, are you ready for Kyrie? Uh, as long as he's not hurt. Right, we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. And as we do each and every week, Simon, we have an action-packed and highly targeted agenda. We've got a ton of Nets news to break down, including a sub-segment called Stat Station, 
which we haven't had in a while. Uh, we've got Simon sends a tweet, and then we have an F U N fun segment based primarily around H O T D O G S's, but I don't want to give that away. Um, yeah, you'd have to be pretty good at spelling to get that one. I wanted, though, Simon, to open this podcast up with some rapid fire cues. Okay, directed I, I hope I'm ready for it. Right at you, buddy. Okay? Yeah. And these are a little more netsy than some of my rapid fire questions. So, hardcore nets heads, uh, eat your heart out here, okay? Okay. First question Have you purchased food at Barclays this season? No. Neither have I. Neither have <laughs> I. Uh, big change, right? We used to get the fuku fries when we got the vouchers. Right. It was all about us getting money to, to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> that was a critical. You, you got to give me a reason, it. Josiah. And that yeah. is to say, give it away for free. Yeah. Have you been to Barclays? Okay. I'm starting off with some hard hitting Barclays ones. Have you been to Barclays? On a giveaway night this season, like a bobblehead or free T-shirt night. I'm trying to think. I. I don't. I don't think so, and it's possible that I have gone and just gotten there so late because I've basically never gotten to a game even remotely early this year. I haven't gotten a bobblehead or a T-shirt either. I haven't yeah. purchased food there this season, and here's. Here's a third question, and I and I want to sort of tie these three together once I've asked this. Okay. But would you like to guess what Brooklyn's home record is this season? Uh, I know it's below 500. I don't know what it 16 is. 16 and 19. It's 45 percent. We're 22 and 16 on the road. 57 percent winning percentage. Do you think, Simon? That there could be a connection between food prices being so astronomically high, you wouldn't even you know contemplate getting food there them not doing any giveaways seemingly i mean i'm sure there must be some but like over the season we've gone to a fair number of games you more than me but still a lot of games there's no giveaways do you think that an already um uninspired crowd is even less inspired than usual because we're not getting the uh, little little carrots that they used to dangle out for us <laughs> i mean I, it's possible. I think that the giveaways have always been kind of sparse and it's possible they've gotten even more sparse, but I do think one possible factor is, as I said, like the fact that they've given away all of the, the things on a given giveaway night by the time we get there. Cause again, I have not gotten there, you know, before tip off. In a long time. So it sounds like you're a game ops apologist right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just want to give them the benefit of the doubt. They've earned it. Um, but no, I mean, it is it is really dead. Uh, Nick... Um, Friedel? Friedel tweeted something recently where he's like, I still can't get over how quiet Barclays is. There's, and he broke it down into like, there's like the team of like diehards, which is... Or the group of diehards, which is the, the block. Um, <clears throat> and... People rooting for the other team. Totally true. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, but mostly people just sit there. Yeah, no. And wait for the music to be pumped. It's a, it's always been a pretty lame environment. All right. I've got a couple more rapid fire cues for you, Simon. Which do you prefer, chicken fried steak or chicken fried chicken? 
Um, chicken fried steak. Okay. Great. Uh, back to Nets rapid fire, Simon. <laughs> Who has a worse net rating, Cam Thomas or Kessler Edwards? Um, I'm going to guess Cam Thomas. Yes, they are last and second to last in net rating. Cam is the worst at negative 5.4. Kessler's right there behind him with a negative 5 net rating. Not a good. No. Um, but... And this one, this one's cuckoo. Which okay. four nets have the highest true shooting percentage this season? This includes new guys, so small sample for them, but this includes new guys. Uh, Top four true shooting percentages on the nets this season. Okay, I'm going to say... Um, Kyrie Irving... Kevin Durant, Drummond, and Seth Curry. Uh, although, now that I'm looking closely at this, I'm wondering if th- this can possibly be right. First place is Goran Dragic at 62%. That doesn't seem right, does it? No, I mean, I don't... Yeah. Kevin see. Durant, too, at... Um, 60.6 Seth Curry third at 60.4 and Andre Drummond fourth at 60.1 okay I got three out of the four and still got an ant well Goran Dragic but that's not an ant that that is (laughs) 75% correct alright sorry C and I don't understand how that's possible he has a 37% field goal percentage Goran Dragic with the Nets yeah I think I was 28% from three um, and seventy percent from the free throw. This is I'm this sorry, is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is incorrect. My stats here. I think I was looking at it through a filter of on-off stats. So I think that might be the true shooting percentage of the team while he's on the court. But that's outrageous. Anyway, throw out that rapid fire question. It was fun but misleading. Okay. <laughs> Including that completely disrespectful buzzer. (laughs) Including that. All right. Final rapid fire question. Then we're getting into Nets news, Simon. If you got to pick a song that would play when you were introduced, right? Like in baseball or maybe uh, when you do something good on the court, they play like a a verse from the song or something. Wait, that's – wait, you mean introduce – because – you mean like a starting lineup or yeah like the song your your song that's identified with you as a person right okay. yeah 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 like yeah. simon mccormick and then it's like you know 10 lines of uh x song right oh i have two and i i i don't really know which one i prefer one is welcome to the jungle of course and the other is crazy train <laughs> um are those both Van Halen or no one is Guns N' Roses the right. other is uh, Black Sabbath okay okay great 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 um, I bet you'd hear some of that at a, at a wrestling event for sure <laughs> yeah maybe they're doing something more youthful these days but yeah yeah they're they're definitely definitely in the mix for oh sure. welcome to the jungle well so to be clear though my the part that I like of that song is the intro where he isn't him singing. The, I do not endorse the full Welcome to the Jungle song. Only the beginning where he goes, uh, where it's, um, 
And then the rest I don't care for. Then it loses you. Exactly. Okay. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. All right. Shall we get into some Nets news, Simon? Sure, and that's use you can use. You can use, baby. All right, Kyrie is back, Simon. That's right, baby. Which leads me to the headline of the week from the New York Post. You ready for this? Uh-oh. Uh-huh. New York Post headline screams, quote, Fired NYC workers want to sue Adams over athlete vaccine exemption, colon, <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> colon lawyers did you see this article um <clears throat> i have read articles similar to it if i haven't read that particular one these suits are being filed by joe mermidius who's been dubbed the anti-shutdown lawyer for filing pandemic related suits already represent already represents 41 nypd cops who are appealing denials of requests uh Mermidius called Adams' announcement Thursday, quote, and this, you know how uh, how there's a bit of a horseshoe sometimes? Uh-huh. This guy's obviously coming from it. He's like a Staten Island lawyer. Yeah, he's like, seen, you know, vaccines kill yeah. everyone, etc. Uh, yeah. But this is a great line from him. He said that Adams' announcement Thursday was, quote, another slap in the face to regular New Yorkers who just want to earn a living. So, how grotesque do you think this exemption is, Simon, in light of the fact that he's fired thousands of New York City workers um, who didn't get vaccinated and whose livelihoods now are um, gone? Yeah, there's <clears throat> he's, <clears throat> he's just straight up fired like 1,400 people, and there's a bunch of people who are waiting on exemptions who could, if they don't get them, yeah, I think I think that could stretch into the thousands. Um <clears throat> Uh, it is a terrible look as, as we talked about. I mean, this is why I think he was dragging his feet for sure. Uh, because he knew this was coming. We all knew this was coming if he did do it. Um, and the more and more these, these sort of exemption, non-exemption things, um, exist in tandem. Like you, it was, it was absurd that you could go to Barclays Center and be totally unvaccinated and sit courtside, but not play in Barclays Center. It was and it's be fined fifty thousand dollars for entering a <clears throat> locker room with players that you could leave and go to a practice facility and be with. Right, exactly, exactly. It, and it's absurd now that okay, performers can do their jobs without being vaccinated, but city workers, including like for folks who are maybe not as sympathetic to police officers. Um, which I can certainly, um, I can certainly sympathize with like also teachers are in there, healthcare workers, sanitation, sanitation workers. workers. Yeah. Um, people who, who pretty un, I, I would argue do it, do a like uh, inarguably good thing. Um, inarguably good things for, for keeping our, um, city running, uh, are not. Yeah, they're exempt. Like that doesn't make any sense, uh, obviously. And it's and it you know, 
Adams is still saying things like, you know, we're, we're guided by the science. I'm looking at the data. I'm going to my I'm going to talk to my scientists about this when it's so clearly. Luckily, luckily, that. all of the data just says do whatever rich people want. Right. Exactly. I talked to my data. The, the doctor recommended to me by Steve Cohen, who <laughs> gave me one point five million dollars in a super PAC. And that doctor says the science says the Mets can play. <laughs> it's it's convenient how the science works so well to that end. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Simon, uh, to stay on this Kyrie Irving's back thing, I wanted to introduce a, a, a minor stat station subsection. Okay. Sure. So there's this site called Dunks and Threes that I've heard a bunch of the uh, the NBA nerds talking about. Great. Okay. It's an it they and on it they've got a new all-in-one metric that I have heard being thrown around with more gravitas than okay. your PER, your RPMs or any of those recently. Okay? This is what a lot of people are turning to like your Zach Lowe types. And it's called EPM for estimated plus minus. Uh, so this thing looks a lot like you'd think. Jokic is number one, Embiid's two, Giannis is three. Do you want to guess who has the best one on the Nets? Um, I would guess Kevin Durant. It's Kyrie Irving this season, who is coming in sixth overall in the league. I mean, obviously he hasn't played many games. Yeah. Uh, but he's sixth overall in the league right now in EPM, right behind Steph Curry, right ahead of LeBron James, who's seventh. And guess who number eight is, Simon? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. So that is interesting only because the Nets are 8-12 and 12 with Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Like they don't have a good record when he's in the lineup. No, no, no. And I actually had uh, one of my points here was, should we care that the Nets are 8-12 and 12 with Kyrie Irving this season? Yeah, it's something to monitor. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've talked at length about how he does not necessarily uh, himself equal winning. Um, yeah. I do think he can be an extraordinary complimentary piece, and I do think ultimately the Nets, at least their ceiling is raised having him back. I think that's undeniable. Yeah. Even for the hardest Kyrie right. skeptic. If, if, if William Bluer's saying that, folks, it's pretty unanimously believed. Yeah. Um, so I wanted just to stick with EPM for one more second. Simon. Yeah. Do you want to have a guess at what former net is 12th on this list? Jared Allen. J.A., baby. Jared yeah. Allen. And then and I that go ahead. Sorry. No. Oh, I was just going to say, and that makes sense from like a sort of um, a, uh, I don't know, intuitive sense because the Cavs have been eating shit while he's been out. Yeah, they've been they've been quite bad. Also, I feel like all of these um, all-in-one metrics always favor big guys, so uh, it's not surprising he's there. I got I looked up a few other of our favorite nets from the past to see where they're at. Okay. D'Lo is 78th overall. Spencer, the Nets killer, is 107. Okay. And soon-to-be all-star Karis LeVert, Simon. Any day now, right? He's gonna be the he's gonna be the next breakout wing. Okay, I don't like where this is going. He's 204th. Oh, 
<laughs> Not a good look. For this is definitely his healthiest season thus far. I mean, riddled with injuries, but his healthiest season <laughs> in a long time. Uh, I think I think there's still one more team that's going to talk themselves into into Karras. Yeah, uh, where'd he get traded? He went from the Pacers He's with the Cavs now to the Cavs. Right, right, right. Kind of coincided with their skid, but there's a lot of other factors there. Right, right, right. Jarrett's out, etc. So KD was talking about the Nets' future. Yeah, great quote. Do you mind if I read it? Or read would, read a part would, of it. You can, you can read it anytime. Right. Anywhere we should. That, you, whoever, if you're listening now and you have a recording device, record the next 30 <laughs> seconds and just play it on loop to yourself, okay, as Nets right. fans. And it as will you fill cry you. yourself to sleep when Kyrie's <laughs> heard or Ben Simmons as another disc that's dislodged or whatever. <laughs> Kevin Durant says To be honest, I signed here for five years to play. You know what I'm saying? Look at. Obviously, this year is important, but no matter what happens this year, I still want to do it again and again. I want to continue to play, have this group together as long as we can. So short term, we can focus on this year's chances for sure. But we're also looking at the big picture of things, too. Seeing how we can build something sustainable for more than just a year or two or three. I know I'm getting old, but I feel like I'm mentally and physically in a solid space to contribute to an organization that's ready to grow and reach new heights. Simon... You're uh, an amateur parser of language. What do you hear when you're reading this? Uh, I I mean, I I think that that's as good a quote as you could hope for from from your best player. I mean, I I, I think like I don't know, and and I, people who know better than I do who are more plugged into these things like um. Jackie Mack said something that that sort of matches up with this quote um, on a somewhat recent, uh, I don't know how recent, but Bill Simmons podcast, where she was like, yeah, I think if, you know, this doesn't work out with Ben Simmons or, or, or with Kyrie, Kevin will just say, okay, well, bring me some new guys and I'll, you know, win with them. Like, she seems to think he's, he's fairly loyal. Um, obviously, he left the warriors and he left the the um the thunder so he's not 100 percent loyal um till death do you part um but i think in comparison to someone like a james harden or i don't know just i think he's maybe slightly less fickle than like your average superstar these days and again that i'm not saying that like it, this proves that he's going to be here forever because, like, James Harden was saying extremely similar things at the beginning of this year. Um, so, like, I don't want to, like, cat count my chickens. But I, I do just feel like, you know, the Nets have given him the keys to the castle. He feels comfortable, and he's already won a champ. He's already won two championships. He's, like, you know, I just feel like he's in a good place you I do too. I think I think for the future, you you can't you can't wish for someone to say more, uh, like a, a better thing. Yeah. About what what he's thinking regarding the next future. There are two points though that I want to um, dig into very briefly. Sure. First, uh, what do you think that says about this season? It seemed to open up the possibility that maybe this season 
he is more realistic and doesn't think we actually have a chance. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I definitely. I mean, I, I think, and I think this was before Kyrie got um, got cleared to play forever. But um, but even with that, yeah, I mean, like we watched the the Grizzlies game, and I know it's just one game, and you know they were white hot from three. But like just little things like the fact that like the Grizzlies have a game plan and like have a system and have like a certain style that they play and the Nets have two spectacular scorers. Yeah. Like that is what the Nets are. They have two great scorers. And then we, score. yeah, we'll like put in Drum- <laughs> Drummond will start and seem to be doing okay, but then they start getting a bunch of offensive rebounds. We don't see him for like the entire second half pretty much. Nick Claxton comes in, he closes minutes. Why isn't he starting? Yeah, the, the rotation is all over the place. We don't have any sense of what's going on. Um, the other part of this, though, is when Kevin Rant says, I want to continue to play, have this group together as long as we can. Uh, Do you think that's him saying (laughs) (laughs) extension for Kyrie? Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. Like, yeah. I I, I mean, I don't know who you would like. Kyrie is number two (laughs) on on this team Um, and is beloved by Kevin Durant. I mean, I, I just don't think like. There's no there, quitting him for, right, for there's KD. Surely, there, maybe there is a breaking point somewhere, but if it's not... What's happened what, this season? Ex- exactly. And and what happened last year and what, you know, like, Kevin Durant's on the same roller coaster we were on with, with the guy. This year was, is um, a total chaos factory, <clears throat> if not entirely because of him. I don't think it's entirely because of him, but... Primarily, as you've said, the root cause is undeniably Kyrie. So if you are fine with that, I, I you know, maybe there's a breaking point somewhere, but you're pretty down, pretty ride or die. Right. No, I, I, I fear that may be the case. What do you think it would take in this playoffs for him to perhaps sour on long-term Kyrie partnership? Um, I think if it's clear that like Kyrie just like gives up, mm. does what like James Harden did and just kind of like shows that on the court, mind you, on the court that like he's not trying, maybe that could that could be a What piece do you of it. what do you think round 1 where we're facing the Bucks? Right? And uh, Kyrie, it's game four. Kyrie tweaks his ankle. Mm-hmm. Out for series. Do you think that could push KD? No. It, so it ha- it would have to be it would have to be a it would have to be like a a clear act of of resignation or or defiance or giving up from Kyrie to yeah and, to precipitate and that yes and my feeling is it has to be an on court okay. action because i it's clear that that Kevin Durant is just you know he's bought into the idea that that Kyrie has said you know that like hey 90% of my life is not on the basketball court i care about this and that and you know there is so much more important than basketball um which is which is fair to a point but obviously kyrie i think abuses that sort of true statement but um but yeah i think it has to be an on the court 
um, uh, act. Okay. Well, um, what, what do you think? You, no, I, I, I'm terrified that that's the case. I, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful that Katie wants to stay in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, but I trust Kyrie as far as I can, uh, toss him uh-huh. and I can't toss him anywhere. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I, I'm, I'm over the Kyrie experience. This year has been one of the most un, but definitely the least fun um, Nets watching of my relatively short Nets fandom. But um, I would love to get anyone but Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And I think with, uh, I think price of admission for KD might, I might just have to resign myself to the fact that that is uh, Kyrie on your team. Yeah. Um, but you know, Joe Sy, in spite of the uh, banality of his texts, may um, may be over it. Yeah, you know he's 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 not had a, a great season um, from his the guys he's paying the most money. At least James Harden and and Kyrie and now Ben Simmons. Speaking of Ben Simmons, uh, he's got himself a herniated disc. Mm-hmm. Do you, Simon? have a sense of when this guy is going to get on the court. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I now am 75% sure he will not play this year. Um, I just don't every single time. I know there was, like <laughs> Steve Nash said yesterday, which generated a wave of semi positive press that, that, that Ben Simmons quote feels much better. And there's a lot of, Oh yeah, and he was on the court in Miami. He, he was on the court, and he flew with them to Miami. That was a big deal because they risked his his back health to, like, it was his back health is good enough to fly. But he still <laughs> didn't do a fucking thing on the court. He was like walking around on the court, but he didn't do any individual work. He didn't do any whatever. Like that is terrible. That is terrible. We saw we got him on February 9th or something. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a it's a disaster. It is so bad. Very similar, Simon, to another health disaster. Yeah. Joe Harris's ankle. Mm-hmm. Now you, I would, I I think you are a fair critic of the Nets medical staff. Thank you. Um. So could we hear your fair assessment? of what they're doing with Joe Harris's ankle. Yes. So I have two pieces here, William, and they both come from the Joe Harris medical update released by your Brooklyn Nets that says Joe Harris underwent successful left ankle ligament reconstruction surgery. Folks, that does not sound like a sprained ankle, nor does that sound like anything that they have ever described his injury as. Um, they've described it as a, an ankle injury. They've described it as a sprained ankle. They've never said there was a ligament so badly damaged that it had to be reconstructed in a surgery. Um, and again, that to me indicates one, obviously it was misdiagnosed or either it was misdiagnosed or he injured it in the rehab process. Both things that I think it's fair to blame primarily the medical staff for either allowing him to further injure it or misdiagnosing it too. Um, 
why when they had the ankle uh, bone shaving clean out uh, in late November, did they not notice that his ligament needed to be reconstructed? Um, and which brings me to my second point here, William, where I Your think second damning point, my second damning point, which is, I think there's some smoke here where, okay, November 29th, Joe Harris goes under the night under the knife with Dr. Martin O'Malley, the foot specialist of the stars. Yes. He's we've heard up. for years about the wonders it, that Dr. O'Malley can do. He it, helped Kevin Durant decades ago and then exa- he's helped us. You know, Karis went under his knife, etc. Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, Karis basically has his own room in Momali's hospital. <laughs> um, so that's interesting, right? Okay, now March twenty first update says the surgery, the procedure was performed by Doctor Robert Anderson. Uh, right, in a totally different state. He had to go to like Bellin- Cleveland or something. Exactly. Bellin Hospital in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Wow. Now wow, wow. that's interesting because I know a person who um, who works pretty close to the Nets named Martin O'Malley who didn't <sighs> perform it, who doesn't live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I think that indicates either Joe Harris is fed up with Dr. Martin O'Malley or the Nets or maybe both. I suspect it's just the former, but... Anyway, something to monitor. Right. Not to smear Dr. Martin O'Malley. No, he's done some great work out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this this could have, have implications. Do you think this could show a breakdown in the relationship between Joe Harris and the Nets organization precipitated by this, um, by this injury? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I – yeah, that, that could be. Um, I mean, they fucked him. There's no doubt about it. One way or another, he shouldn't have missed this season. Yes. There's no reason um, a relatively minor foot injury means your season's over in the NBA. Exactly. Exactly. You have unlimited resources at your disposal to get it fixed and huge incentive to get it fixed. And they still couldn't figure it out. That's a really, really bad sign. Absolutely. His ACL was intact. His Achilles was intact. This is this is absurd. No one misses a season for this. Yeah. Especially a team that desperately needed him. Right. Right. No, this wasn't this wasn't like um the Jeremy Lin year when when he went down game one and it was like, okay, well, we were always gonna be terrible. Yeah, right, right. Um, all right, Simon sends a tweet. Uh, sort of. It's more of an email bullet point. And he says, Steve says, Steve being Steve Lichtenstein, says Drummond is a stat-stuffing hound dog? <laughs> a hound dog? That's right. Well, so I, I just want to be clear. I like... Um, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. I, I do. I think he's a helpful piece to this team. Yes. Agreed. Um, so let me just say that. Um... I don't think this is a repeat of, of, of DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, no. But I found these stats nonetheless interesting because I wouldn't have suspected them. Um, so for, let's see. Um, okay, here we go. Um, before the trade, the Nets were ranked 27th in the league in defensive rebounding percentage at 70.6%. 70.6%. Since February 14th, when 
uh, Drummond was on the team, they're 28th at 69%. Um, and the latter includes the, the contest against Utah, where the Nets did a more solid job, 71% um, um, when Drummond was not on the he, – he didn't play because he had, like, the side effects from the booster shot. Hmm. So that's interesting – um, and sort of, you know, what, what, what Steve draws from that is like, yes, there's undeniably Drummond gets a lot of rebounds, including a lot of defensive rebounds, but that like many of them are uncontested stat stuffer, um, rebounds. So something to, something to think about. Um, again, yes, I think Drummond, you know, he provides size. He does, you know, I think he does get some contested rebounds at least, but it, maybe he's not the panacea that we that I at least had thought like he was really helping. Maybe that's not. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be a red flag that he basically had to sign a minimum contract this year has been bouncing around teams. So frequently was a buyout guy, etc. Yeah. Um, and yeah, people have, you know, I think, uh, the, the NBA again, NBA nerds, have basically said that he's a lot of a lot of empty stats. That said, we're not asking him to be an all-star center. No. We need a big presence. He I do think he's more versatile offensively than a lot of our um bigs. Yeah. So he's not obviously he's not as good of a mid-range shooter as LaMarcus Aldridge, but he yeah. can do a lot more. He's a better rim runner, he's a better passer. He's not a black hole. So you get yeah. the ball to Drummond. Uh, you can imagine if someone else is open, they're getting the ball. Like I've seen him make some great low passes. I think that's underrated about him, by the way. Yeah. But if you if LaMarcus gets the ball, game over. It's going up. Usually <laughs> from about 16 feet away from the rim. Yeah. Um, and then Claxton is just, they use him in such a limited way offensively. I wouldn't call him. A threat. He's a good rim runner, but that's all he all he does. Yeah, um, and he can't set a pick. So yeah, I mean, uh, a little concerning if those if he if he doesn't boost our our overall rebound percentage a little bit. I agree with Steve on that, but um, I think that there are just going to be series where we could really use him. There are other ones like if we play the Heat, I don't think we necessarily play Drummond. Like, he's not a good matchup with Bam. Yeah. Um, but if we play uh, if we play um, the Bucks and they have a lot of Brooke Lopez, I think he could do fine with Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I think he's our only hope. Not that he's going to stop Embiid, but I think And he... then Embiid is the, the obvious one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, a useful. I, I consider him an upgrade on LaMarcus Aldridge. Whoa. Okay. On both, both ends of the floor. floor. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I I still think you know it's telling that Claxton is closing a lot of these games. That's who yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna go with until they get Ben Simmons, who I think they're probably just gonna use like Claxton. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's uh, I mean until they get Ben Simmons. I I haven't thought they were gonna get Ben Simmons back for weeks now. Yeah, um, that's right. You've been out. You've been out since the trade. Basically, yeah, and it's really <laughs> disheartening because I'm I'm a big I'm a Ben Simmons fan. I know. Uh, I I think he could, you know, I think a lot of the fantasies of what his role on this team could be are true, 
And right. I think he could fit really well. I just don't think it's going to happen. Right. I agree. I mean, there's so many teams like the Celtics. It would be so good to have him on Tatum. Um, it would be so good to have him on Jimmy Butler. It would be so good to have – can he guard Giannis? Giannis. Oh, he could guard, he guard Giannis. Giannis? Yeah. Okay. I mean, as, who else – better than I mean, Blake right. Griffin. <laughs> we are fucked when it comes to Giannis if, if – if he doesn't like who who do we even ostensibly put on him? I remain unafraid of the Bucks. Okay, but I I mean you know they're they're getting quality minutes out of Javon Carter. How good could they be? <laughs> okay, I, I yeah I, I they're the team that I'm most scared of. Continue to be most scared of. Really? Yeah. I mean I would have said definitively the Heat for me. But they seem to be tail in a tailspin right now. Yeah, and I, I just I, – I think there is some – I mean, again, I think we would lose to the Heat. I think we would lose to the Celtics. I think we would lose maybe even to the Sixers. That would be painful, but I think that could definitely happen or probably would happen. <clears throat> but – so I don't mean to say that we're going to beat all these teams, but I, uh, I think like the Heat – to me, the trump card is like, okay, well, Kevin Durant is better than anyone on their team. Mm-hmm. Kyrie is better than many. I mean, I he's not as good as Jimmy Butler. He's better than Kyle Lowry. I mean, point. Bam would be the other one that you could Bam make is, a case is more impactful in terms he, of getting those W's. Right. Um, but it's not a it's not a slam dunk. No, for <clears> sure, for sure. So so that is like the you know like talent wise, we might actually be more talented, which is you know that's something. Yeah, but I think they're definitely better coached. Oh yeah, <laughs> and more disciplined and just tougher, grittier. Oh definitely. And I think playoffs, you know, you yeah. need a little grit. Yeah, they've got it in in droves. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. What about um, Seth Curry? Are we worried he's going to get the? Are we worried he's going to get the Joe Harris treatment? Because he's I, a he's a pretty important component of this team. He is critical with joe harris out he is so so critical so Uh, he's got an ankle injury he does he's listed as probable for today's game okay um so hopefully he gets back on the court but yeah the longer it drags out the longer the longer the the medical staff gets their gets their uh pinchers in the the more the more visits to o'malley <laughs> I'm seeing some bone shavings. Oh God, please no. Yeah, there's some shavings in there for sure. Oh, buddy. Um. All right, Simon. You're saying Steve's saying Drummond's a, a stat stuff and hound dog, uh-huh. which brings you to the topic of dogs. And I'm talking hot dogs. (laughs) Thank you for indulging me. I know you're not as big a woof woof guy. Yeah, no, absolutely my pleasure. I got a woof woof the other day. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Oh, please. Uh, What if we did a fun segment where we compare? This is you right now. I'm I'm reading you to you. Got it. No better feeling in the world, right? That's a Dorothy (laughs) feeling. Correct. Um, What if we did a fun segment that will make sense to literally no one except for for you? Um. And Hillary and Claire. What if we did a fun segment where we compared Nets to hot dogs? Parentheses, Chicago dogs, chili dogs, 
etc. Um, before we do this killer comparison, Simon, uh-huh. uh, what? Oh, not what? Uh, can I tell you when I had my most recent hot dog? Yeah, please. It was last Friday. Let me set the scene for you. It was last okay. Friday night. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, just March Madness was in the air. <laughs> and I was at Finn's Corner with about oh. 300 of Davidson's most rabid supporters. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I Davidson I have heard of for sure. I believe Steph Curry went there. Um, but I don't – I didn't know – that it had the fan base that it does in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, it's in North Carolina. Why are they all up here? Anyway, the bar was packed. There was basically no tables except for one tiny little table in the corner. And I needed food in the worst way. Kempanadas no longer available at Finn's. Oh dear. Yeah. Kempanadas out. Uh, you can BYOF, but I didn't want to lose that table. Right. Yeah. These young kids would have just snatched that thing right up from me. Oh, yeah. So there were two offerings of food at the bar. One hot dog, two pretzel. You know what mm. I chose? Hot dog. Both. Both. Oh, yeah, baby. It was uh, relatively affordable. It was like three bucks for a hot dog, one dollar for a pretzel. And did the pretzel come with mustard or anything to dip? Yeah. Uh, pretzel came with mustard. And then the hot dog came. You can get sauerkraut, mustard, or ketchup. And I said, just throw it all on there. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're eating a hot dog, for God's sakes. you got to mask the taste. It was a pretty decent dog. That's great. I mean, I'd been drinking. Where, but that's where, where the best. You what are you? What are you going all about town here? Go to Finn's Corner and <laughs> get drunk by yourself? What's What's going on with you? Uh, I was there with Seth. Oh, with Seth. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um... We saw each other the next night, you and you and I. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hello. Hello. My name's Simon. Um, okay, so anyway, that was my last dog experience. What's your last dog experience before we get into this killer? Woof, woof, woof. Um, I, I honestly don't remember. Um, oh. Yeah, sorry. That's pretty kind disappointing because you are a massive uh, dog head. I love the dogs. Okay, well, why don't you get us started here then in comparing um, Nets to to hot dog styles. Absolutely. Genres okay. of hot dog. Folks, if you know me, you know I love hot dogs, but here's by far my favorite hot dog is the Chicago dog, okay? It has sport peppers, it has onions, it has a neon green relish like you've never seen. Um celery salt i'm probably forgetting an ingredient or two oh and i believe it's supposed to come on a like a poppy seed bun oh yeah Um, or poppy or maybe sesame seed uh Uh, no poppy poppy poppy, poppy. poppy. you're right yeah okay it's a poppy seed bun it's fantastic it never you can't go wrong i've never ever had a bad chicago hot dog it's got that special salt on it yeah celery salt Yeah, yeah 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 um it does not get any better 
and that is Kevin Durant, because even a lower quality Kevin Durant night is still an incredible night. The night we saw him shoot 40% when he was getting doubled every time he crossed half court against the Mavs was still a great... Still had some magical moments. Exactly. He hit the should-have-been game-winning three, uh, just just stepped up and drilled it. Um, you know, it's it's incredible. He's, he's a Chicago dog. Okay, great, great call. My first one is Beans and Franks. (laughs) You've already deviated from the theme. Well, that's a hot dog. Beans and Franks is... Is it on a hot dog? No, beans and Franks. Franks are in... The hot dog's cut up into the beans. Right, that is not a hot dog. (laughs) All right, my first one is a corn dog. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Corn dog. Great, great, great. Delicious, right? Two great flavors together again at last. Yes, absolutely. Breaded cornbread dough-ish stuff Uh and a delicious weenie inside, which to me is not much different than beans and franks, but we can can table that conversation for another time. Mm -hmm. Um, Corn dog. Let's see. What's critical about a corn dog? Hmm. I feel like there was a time in maybe high school, middle school, when we would get frozen corn dogs. Yeah, yeah. And you'd heat them up in the microwave. Uh-huh. But then you'd like bite into it and there'd be like too much moisture going on that was just super super hot. Yeah. Bad news. Bad news. Yep. So what you want is like a hot dog on a stick, corn exactly. dog, or like a stick from a state fair. Yeah. Something that's coming out of the fryer. A hundred percent. Right. Then you're not going to get the molten, bizarre liquid. In and, it. Yeah. And the breading, like the microwave. Oh, yeah. It just becomes a soggy yeah. sort of exactly. nastiness. Yeah. Exactly. You want a crisp exterior. Um, and so, there. I mean, basically, Simon, the situation has to be perfect. Uh-huh. In order for a corn dog to be satisfactory. And that um is to me Kyrie Irving, right? Okay. Okay. Every you have to have a city with a mayor willing to bend to the will of of power, the powerful. You need to have <laughs> a body that is willing for a brief period of time not to get injured. Yep. You have to uh have a uh, be on a part of a mood cycle that is on the upswing, yep. right? So that you're not um, you're not getting him when he's leaving the team. They're just myriad var- variables, so that he has that delicious, crispy corn dog crust <laughs> that you need. And it ain't gonna happen every day. Sometimes you're in a rush. You take a corn dog out of the freezer, you nuke it for two minutes, and you eat a soggy uh, and simultaneously extraordinarily hot um, hot uh, corn dog. Right, because the interior somehow has heated to a degree that <laughs> right, mouths right. shouldn't eat. No, 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 absolutely uh, not. T- totally. So that's a great one. Can I just really quickly break for one second from this from this segment? Because you, you bringing this up reminded me of my latest Kyrie fear, uh-huh. which is I noted that he didn't speak to the media Wednesday. He declined to speak uh, to the media after the announcement of after the, the announcement. Yeah. And I'm worried that he is like, oh, shit, like my crusade for the voiceless has turned into me getting special treatment. This is bad for my 
psych- psychology and my image and whatever. Like I'm scared this is going to send him into the tailspin, the, the down um, mood. Right. Okay. That's a good point. Can I counter it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, totally justifiable concern. I don't pretend to have any insight into um, his psychology, but I'll say this. The voice of the voiceless thing. I don't think that anyone has, has talked about that except for you and me since he said it, basically. Yeah. Right. No one's like, OK, the, no, it's never framed like, will he play or not play? Well, he has taken this hard political stance, blah, 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 blah. Like it that was immediately abandoned. Yeah. The idea that he was the voice of the voiceless. So, yes, I do agree with you that. You know, if he's reading that New York Post headline that I read earlier or just generally thinking about what a shitty and sort of two tiered um, rule change he just got, uh, you know, you should feel some guilt about that. And that could send him into a a dark tailspin. But I think that the whole voice of the voiceless thing, like every other, uh, you know, stance he takes is probably a totally ephemeral gesture that he doesn't even remember having made yes totally so just please remind me i don't want to derail this segment any further but i do have some some breaking news post okay. this segment but i unless you want me to do that just now. break but, it baby break it okay i'm so sorry to 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 be ruining my own segment i suggested but um <laughs> it's okay you 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 uh throwing beans and franks out as a, as a legitimate option has already kind of ruined it for oh me. i'm sorry i didn't mean that i i would love to hear your bean and franks i i i i i i think maybe coming in hot with that as your first one already not a hot dog uh-huh. sort of set me off but i i apologize <laughs> okay this is from Stefan Bondi, who tweeted this an hour ago. So sorry, folks, I didn't see it. Um, but Kyrie Irving indicates he'll be re-signing with the Nets in the summer. Colon, this is a quote, there's no way I'm leaving my man number seven anywhere, end quote. Oh, Kevin, seven weeks snap. Yeah. Now, that, again, I'm not sure that Joe Sy, like you said, is, uh, I mean, it takes two to tango. And... I always sort of felt like Kyrie, at least this year, was more into the Nets than they were with him. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? You get paid to not play at all. You get whatever you want. And, you know, the the fans, to the extent that they exist, have not totally abandoned. You can get a coach fired. You can get Jared Allen traded for your buddy DeAndre Jordan. You can do all sorts of shit. Right. You right. Again, I don't so I don't blame I'm not like, boy, that's weird that he likes the Nets. Like totally get that from his perspective. Right. Um but anyway, so that's something that's a new that's like Interesting. That's okay. okay, that yeah. is breaking news. Um yeah, so okay. Now let's get back to Let's get <laughs> back to this <laughs> the hottest topic of the day no pun intended nope <laughs> folks if you've eaten a chili dog you know you can go there's 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 some bad chili dogs out there there's woof, some, woof. there's some you know, woof some woofers of uh, a chili dog okay uh-huh. but i personally have had some spectacular chili dogs like if, especially if like the meat is of a slightly higher quality than like really bad mm-hmm. on top. Yeah. Like if it's like hamburger meat. Yeah. It's good. Like it's sure. fantastic. I think. Yeah. And 
And like I I don't usually get chili dogs just because I'm so worried I'm gonna get burned. But but um but I I like them a lot and the and and that is to me Patty Mills because Patty Mills has gone through. It seems like he now only has like spectacular games. So I'm like oh my god I'm so glad we got this guy for so little money or he cannot hit a single shot. Yeah, he's uh, boom or bust. Exactly. Uh, my favorite chili dog of all time, it was a chili cheese dog, and it was served up at Top Dog. On mm, now, that's a great place to go, right, because you're getting a high-quality dog. You're getting a high-quality dog. You're getting really good cheese. They had the cheese that they put on their cheese fries, and then the chili was fantastic there. That um, sounds great. Now, really, I would go there often with my grandfather, and... Oh, uh, nice. He was a dog man. He was a wolf wolf guy. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could have known him. Yeah, his favorite dessert, Simon. Oh, he got he got painfully addicted to these. Was a devil dog. <laughs> Incredible. <Yeah. laughs> he was bad. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he's the one. I think I've told you this. Who, whatever the meal was at his house that we had, he would have a jar of jelly by it, and he would just. Put jelly on anything he was eating. <laughs> okay, now that that yes, I do remember this. He that was a I sicko, a true sicko. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was great. He would take me to Top Dog all the time, um, which is remarkable, you know, just for like. I mean, he must have been like in his sixties, just yeah. eating eating a dog like he was a kid again, which is uh, amazing. Anyway, great, great chili dog there. Um, almost, the, the, that's a dog that almost takes it out of the realm of the handheld and into the realm of the, I need a fork for this. <laughs> Which isn't a good look. Like, you don't want to eat a, a dog with a fork, but no. they get so messy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're totally right. I mean, yes, you, you have pretty much any chili dog at some point you're eating with a fork yeah yeah um okay my next one simon will be all right i think i could be i could be misremembering this right but i once went up to boston with tim dempsey and we took the fungua bus which you get in Chinatown. Right. A- and right next to the pickup spot for the Feng Hua bus <laughs> was a hot dog place. Okay. And in my memory, they were selling hot dogs that they were advertising as one pound of hot dog. <laughs> okay. It was super thick. It may have only been a half pound because a full pound is enormously big. But I remember it being the thickest dog yeah. I had ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. like would put a sausage to shame. Right. This thing was thick hound dog. So, Tim, I did not. I I abstained from a doggy. Tim, however, (laughs) got one seconds before we got on a bus. Okay, Uh so we get on a bus and you've been around someone who like on a plane or a bus or something brings in incredibly redolent food. 
Yeah, I, 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 I done it with a Chicago dog, actually. That's probably the last time I got one. Was oh, right. With, with Hillary sent the picture. Uh, yeah. You guys were on the train. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you you sort of did this. But your, your Chicago dog, I don't care how decadent it was, it wasn't a pound a dog. No. Right? That just emits a different kind of odor. <laughs> so, I mean, a pound a hot dog, it just hits different. Yeah, exactly. Yes, good use. <laughs> so, anyway... This is like something that that is that's a treat for you, but really awful for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. So now that I've set that up, I guess my treat would be Dayron Sharp. Okay. Um, and that's harsh on Dayron, but like I really like the minutes he gets. I do too. But I think probably the fact that he's not getting any would suggest that he's not really helping the team by being out there. Yeah, I don't I mean, yeah, I I completely agree with you. Every every time he's out there it seems like he's doing something. He's getting rebounds, he's very active. He seems to set pretty decent screens. Yeah. I don't know, I'm a big guy and I I love when like people I know this doesn't Often this doesn't indicate much, but I love when players just destroy the G League. Right. And, like, he is – I don't think he's had a game where he's had fewer than 20 rebounds in a in a G League game. No, he's, um, he's, he's turned it up there, and I think that he has a lot of potential. Yeah. I, I'm not I, sure what, what they're, they're, so, they're so scared of. I wonder if it's his defense because I, I, I think he has the tools of a good defender. I think he doesn't – know what's happening on defense okay um that's my well i think that i think that you know next season our big rotation is going to look a lot different presumably we're not re-signing blake griffin Uh, (laughs) tragically we're not re-signing nick claxton probably not i i have no idea what his value is but it's probably more than what the nets would pay yeah um, especially once Ky- Kyrie inks that new contract. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I don't. I don't. I imagine LA's gone. Uh, maybe, but at the very least, you you want some LA insurance. If you're re-signing a what will be what thirty-seven, thirty-eight mm-hmm. year old, you're not. That cannot be your like. What we have, Lamarcus. <laughs> Championship or bust. <laughs> We have a near forty-year-old with a heart condition. We're we're good. <laughs> um, anyway, but, I think I just think next year I think we could see some day Ron in our lives, a lot yeah, more day Ron in our lives. I hope so. Um, okay, my my last one, William. This is a hot dog with relish on it, just relish. Straight up and down, no no accoutrements like my like my much vaunted Chicago dog. Just relish. Now, I have tried so much to like relish. I think that it should be good. It's a hot dog topping. I love hot dog toppings. It is glorpy. I like glorpy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it has like pickles in, which I like. But it's so sweet. It's kind of sickly sweet, and its texture is a little too mucusy. Agreed. For me. Agreed. And so, to me, 
that is um that is Blake Griffin. I I I like the idea of Blake Griffin. He was good with us last year. We've talked about him a million times. We all know that the rap on Blake. It just he doesn't he's just too not good. No, he doesn't <laughs> got it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it pains us to say this, but he does not got it anymore. Yeah. Um all right, my final one, Simon? Yeah, let me hear it. I don't remember where. Maybe it was the the tennis club. Yeah. But some place I went frequently as a kid did like a they butterflied their hot dog, right? So they uh-huh. like they like cut it mostly in half and then grill the outside and then grill the inside too. That was sort of split in half. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was like a a you get more of the crispy bits because both the inside and outside are 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 crisped up uh when you cook it that way and it's just yeah it's like a delicious new take on an old favorite the hot dog right and you just put ketchup Mm -hmm. or whatever mustard whatever you normally put on your dog and you eat it like that so i'd say for me that's kind of like a a seth curry okay so Mm -hmm. he's like he's a lot like our old friend Joe Harris, who in this case will just be a traditionally cooked dog. Like, we're talking a good dog, too. Let's say a Nathan's or a Hebrew National yeah. or something. Sure. Uh, but this time, they just they butterflied it and cooked the inside, too. So it's a, it tastes a little different, but it's just basically the exact same thing. Um, and that's, okay. that's Seth to me, vis-a-vis Joe Harris. Great. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I'm right. He's, he's, he's a little short. Is my only yeah. I uh, you think he's more of a liability defensively than Joe Harris? Slightly, just because of the size. Like, there's like, yeah. Do you I, think I, he can do a little more offensively though? Yes. Yeah, I I, I, do, agree. For sure. I agree. I mean, he's kind of a ball handler. He, he he's not. You don't want him to be your primary ball handler, but he's kind of a ball handler. Yeah. So again, not again. They're they're a little different. Yeah. Right. Maybe maybe there's a little more uh, there's more surface area that's crisped on Seth Curry, <laughs> like a butterflied hot dog. Yeah, sure. Um, w- can you remember the best hot dog experience of your life? I mean, I think collectively it is Top Dog. I don't, yes, I, don't have I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I don't have a particular like one dog that I can pick out. Yeah. But Top Dog was a fantastic hot dog experience every time. Yeah. I mean, it seems kind of crazy, right? It, it seems like one of those those places like a, a Walker's Popcorn or like a football-sized <laughs> baked potato place. You know, that you're like, okay, but surely you've got to diversify your menu a little bit, right? <laughs> Top Dog was really a hot dog. I mean, they had a burger. I think they may have had a cheesesteak. I can't remember. Okay. Um, maybe a sausage. But it was basically just a hot dog and fries place. Yeah. But it was so superlative <laughs> it, that fantastic. it was that, that you would make the trip. It was like the perfect lunch destination. Yeah. And it always had a little sports trivia up. 
Right. Uh, had all like the pennants. Soda or something. It had all those pennants everywhere. Yeah, you get a free soda if you got the sports trivia. They had the pennants everywhere, and often it was a multiple choice uh, trivia too. Right. So they're just giving that stuff away. Right. I think they had RC Cola on tap. I don't remember that. They also had the two uh, arcade games there. I don't remember that. They had a. I think they had a Galaga and a Pac-Man. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, fan and the and the cheese fries. To me, those are the greatest fries I've ever had. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's living. I think you and I may be the only living top dog fans as well. Yeah. Like it was never crowded. No, no, there was always a seat at Top Dogs. Uh, tragic that it's gone. I know. Well, Albuquerque, you know, they don't get it. No, they're they're too good for a hot dog stand. <laughs> I want to hear your hot dog and Frank's, by the way. I'm I'm very, I, I feel oh, terrible. Oh, I didn't for... have anything. I didn't have a, a player for any of these things before I started talking about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, my beans and Frank's? Yeah, your beans and Frank's. What's the movie where they say that? Oh, it's uh, Frank's and Beans. It's um, something about Mary. Yeah, okay. Problematic, probably, if we were to go back. It definitely, it. yes. The scene you're describing, I do not want to get any further into. Okay. I'm d- giving you just the facts. Okay. <laughs> yes, it was her brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We will um, <laughs> turn away from reminiscing about an Albuquerque hot dog restaurant, <laughs> and there's something about Mary and its problematic portrayal of uh, brothers. Two, um, imploring you, our dear listeners, to reach out and touch gates. <laughs> I, which is a reference. So <laughs> there was this blog post that was going to go up at my work mm-hmm. about um, this uh, art piece called The Gates, which okay. ran through Central Park. And it was like these orange it was all, it was in the I think eighties maybe nineties, where they like covered the walkways in Central Park. These very famous uh, artist couple, um, with uh, like this orange tarp thing, and it was called the Gates. Okay. And so <laughs> we were we were going to use the punning title, reach out and touch Gates. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and I just remember telling Claire that that's the title we were going with, and she just made this really good face, like, that that doesn't actually work as a title. But um, glad you liked it. Yeah. Reach out and touch Gates, folks. Reach out and touch Gates. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I would have been pressing that publish button, buddy. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, never got published. <laughs> Never you got to have me behind that button. <laughs> um, so, Simon, why don't you tell people where they can reach out and touch Gates? Folks, you can reach out and touch Gates at Maybe Next Time on Twitter and Instagram. And also, please send us your email comments, questions, thoughts, suggestions, maybe next time at gmail.com. And please rate and review us. Please give us five stars. I can't, in good conscience, ask you to give us a low rating. Um, no. Would you so accept a four don't. star? Four is fine. 
four is fine. I'm I've gone through phases where I only wanted five. At this point, you've knocked me down so low, Nets Nation, that so I'll, low. I'll gladly take a four. Unbelievably low have you knocked us, folks. <laughs> We're begging for a four star review. That's right. We don't we don't know our we, we don't know our own worth. We don't. We have no dignity left. <laughs> um speaking of reviews, Simon, I'm gonna um look at one of our reviews that we've gotten recently. Oh, great, okay. Why don't we talk about some reviews? Okay, yeah, yeah. So we've got a four point five rating um out of forty seven reviews. Wow, we've got a few one stars in here. Ouch. Oof. Uh, you want to hear a recent one? Yeah. Hmm. How about this? Great way to learn about Brooklyn Nets. This is from... Oh, it's not that recent. (laughs) I loved this pod. Helped me understand more about Brooklyn that I didn't know due to lack of national media coverage. Okay. Great. Happy to help, man. Yeah. Ooh, this one. Immaculate Vibes, it's titled. From Mind of Reese. It feels like I'm eavesdropping eavesdropping in on a nice casual conversation between two true Nets fans. Hmm. It's a comfortable feeling. Nice. We like to provide a, a feeling of comfort. Nice. Um, all right, final one. Here it goes. L.A. Ray Sports. You ready? Mm-hmm. I love the way the host incorporates some statistical questions or trivia along with the analysis of the series. Very good podcast. Nice opening song as well. All right. Shout out to Inda Club. Yeah, yeah. So these are the type. We're not asking you to write a dissertation. About this podcast. I'm We're, not asking for much. I'm not asking Ooh. for much. Just reach out and touch gates. Um, <laughs> just hammer the four or five star. Prefer the five would take the four. A single sentence would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, preferably about the casualness of our show. But it could be about other things as well. Like what your favorite hot dog is. You don't even yes. have to talk about our show. Just talk about whatever is on your mind at that moment. Right. Um, did you grow up in a place that had a good hot dog restaurant? Yeah. For well, instance? did you? Well, <laughs> how will we know if you don't leave it in a review for us? Can I read one very quickly? I know we're running long here. Can I read one one star review? Oh, God. Yeah. This is from Racist Hido. Oh, I think I've... Yeah, I think I know the one. Go ahead. From the silly discussion of their lack of knowledge about fruits to the very (laughs) distracting background noises, (laughs) tonight's podcast was a waste of time. Honestly, racist Tito, I do not subscribe to your viewpoints, but on that review, that's fair. Yeah, you nailed it. The discussion was amazing. Uh, I thought our fruit discussion was one of the best we've ever had. You didn't read his um, title. Oh, what? Sophomoric oh, no. rather than sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to get a whole lot more sophomoric if Simon starts getting into <laughs> WWE. That's right, buddy. 
we are just not just Hiddo's bag. <laughs> I mean, it's not a good look to have the word racist, racist in your handle. Your thing, exactly. That is right. I agree. Yeah. You, Sorry you, to platform him. Yeah, I don't. Right, I do not endorse him no. in, in any way, other than well, that you I, get I'm a sure. one star from us. Yes. Our Hiddo. A- absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Well, Simon, it's been an absolute pleasure. Nets Nation, it's been an even greater pleasure knowing that we've gotten to spend a little time with you whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, however you're listening to this, and why ever you're listening to this. Uh, we, <laughs> as <laughs> fans of both the Nets and Hot Dogs, will go ahead and see ya! Next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, there was this letter I read.